Welcome back to Reservations. We're your hosts. I'm Rain Whalen. And I'm Jeremy Blair. And here we are. Yeah. Season finale. Season finale. Uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty, you know, it went pretty well, I think. This, yeah, the, yeah. Our first season doing YouTube. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we weren't getting a lot of the views I was expecting, but you know what? It's all right. It's all right. Uh, you know, people aren't telling their friends. You know, you know word of mouth, guys. Uh, yeah. But... I do want to say that before we get started, my mom might call. <laughs> oh, no. Because she was taking a nap earlier, and I called her because uh, I was going to stop by before I was here. Uh-huh. And uh, she was like, I'll just call you later. And so I'm not going to stop. I, I'm just going to talk to her uh, for a few seconds on mic. So nice. Uh, we're not going to pause or anything like that because it won't take that long. And so just heads up, mom's going to call probably. <laughs> well, see, it's funny is I, I also called my mom earlier. But she didn't answer, so I was like, I was like, oh man, what if she calls me while we're in the middle of recording? Yeah, she might. Because the problem with that is it'll stop the camera. Yeah, you gotta then... send her a texty text and just say, don't call, I'll call you. Don't back. call me ever. ever again. Yeah. No, call me mom. Not right now though. Not right now. Please, I mean, you're. I mean, this is in the future, so <laughs> whatever. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's hard to believe that we. It feels like we didn't start this season too long ago. I don't yeah. know, once you think that the first one was um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. that was a year ago, it feels like. But um, Yeah, it was. Holy shit. Well, I mean, probably almost a year ago, but yeah. It was a long time, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's our highest viewed episode, and that's the one that looks like shit. Yeah, that's the one that looks the worst. Yeah, um, yeah if anyone has seen it, I'm sorry. Oh, we were, it was new format. I thought, I was like, you know, I've got this little tiny tripod. This will work. No. And no. It's like shit. Yeah. Now we've kind of finally hit our stride with, with the green screen. Ain't nothing gonna break up my stride. Ain't nothing gonna okay, slow stop. me down. We're gonna get Whoa. copyrighted. Yeah. Even though we're not monetized. Yeah, well, there it I is. I mean, shit. I mean, that happened uh, when, I, <laughs> when I had my own YouTube channel. Well, when this YouTube channel was my experimental like music YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah, I one of my songs that I did got copyrighted That's because fine. it sounded all slightly like someone else, but he was using the exact same beats that were in GarageBand, so it's like, bro, I'm not copying you. Yeah. I just happened to use those same beats. Damn. Anyways, That's the music biz though, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you either you you either change or you die. Yeah, that's right. Uh <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's what we are. We're musicians. Like <laughs> that's what we do here on this podcast. We talk music and like how much we love yes, this, being musicians. The season finale. Uh, we're not talking about movies anymore. Now it's all music. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. I don't know how to play an instrument. So. I only know how to play the violin. I tried to learn to play guitar, but I mean, I wanted to take up drums recently. Oh my god! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My grandparents are Mexican. Be nice to me. No, I'm not. I'm laughing at just you. Of that spot on pronunciation. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, your girlfriend's gonna be mad at you. No, she's not. Because she she also has great pronunciation, but uh, she can speak a lot more Spanish than I can. But I'm saying is I've earned it. <laughs> I've earned it by living with my grandparents for so long. Yes, they're so sweet. Anyways. Uh, yes, yeah, so here we are, season finale, and what a way to end this season uh, about a movie that pretty much at its core is, don't go back to your childhood home. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's sort of the, the overall message. <laughs> well, is kind of part of it. Don't go home. Uh, I'll get into it more with the real meaning. And so... Uh, if you listened to last week, uh, which I know you didn't because our Hot Fuzz episode hasn't gotten a lot of traction, <laughs> um, we are discussing the final movie ah, in the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy, The World's End, which, uh, like I mentioned last week, 
it was the biggest gap between movies uh, from 2007 to 2013. Um, and uh, yeah, when they played the, I have the Blu-ray. So do I. Not for very much longer, but when I have the Blu-ray, and when I when I popped it in, it oh, was, yeah. it was <laughs> showing the trailers. So I was like, this movie's older than I thought it was. Yeah, because it was yeah whatever. Don't yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, because it played fucking. Uh, two guns. Oh yeah, two guns. Two guns with Denzel and Mark Wahlberg. Yo, uh, I saw that movie in the theater. It was awesome. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> it was dope. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, but yeah, you know, and also this is the movie they consider Simon, Simon and Edgar consider this is the silliest of the three. W- would you agree to that? Yes. See, I disagree. You think Hot Fuzz is the silliest? Yes, I think Hot Fuzz is the silliest. I think this one is the more serious of the three. Especially towards the end. When yeah, we... once you get to like the mushy gushy friendship stuff, yeah, it's pretty serious. But, uh, you know, I mean, Shaun of the Dead has that at the end of That's that true. one. And, you know, kind of, sort of, Hot Fuzz, but not as much. So I see why you think just out of just, you know, uh, the Edgar Wright and Simon Pitt putting some heart into mm-hmm. the stories. I, I do agree that the the bookends have more of that. Yeah. Um, than Hot Fuzz, but I would say that premise-wise, this is the silliest one. Um, so before we really get into the movie, so so now you get to experience, I get to experience what you always experience for the movie I haven't seen. Yeah. So what did you think of the movie, Jeremy? Okay, so at first, for some reason, I, I was expecting them to be alien aliens, like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, sort of like... It was like Invasion more, of the Body Snatchers kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, it was more Stepford Wives than it was Invasion of the Body Snatchers, right? Right. Um, so they ended up, you know, being like robot-ish, like Lego yeah. guys. Yeah, uh, I, uh, and I love the detail <laughs> that they're like they're they're like little Ken dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I liked that. I, I liked that uh, Simon Pegg is the, the fuck up in this one. He's the goofball. He's yes, the, which we'll talk about. And uh, in great shape, by the way, in this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, he had lost some weight in this one. Mm-hmm. It was starting to get a little cut, uh, which is dope because he's cut now. Um, and he's covered in tattoos now. Which is awesome. Uh, and so that was cool. And I... Uh, listen. I'm a fan of uh, of trench coats. Yeah. <laughs> and his jacket was dope. All right? Yeah. I liked his whole, you know, his whole outfit, which is the exact same one he wore when he was, you know, in the flashbacks, right? Yeah. With the t-shirt and everything. It's it's, it's the same. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question, but I want you to answer it once we've kind of gone through everything. Okay. Is now that you have officially seen all three movies, now which one is your favorite? Now, again, I want you to answer when we're done talking. When we're done? Okay. So, so yeah. So let's kind of jump on into it. Um, So the central theme of this movie really is a midlife crisis. Yeah. That's what this is. A midlife crisis mixed with when you go home to your hometown where you grew up, has the town changed or have you changed? Mm -hmm. And those are kind of the two things that Edgar and Simon were kind of bouncing back and forth was, uh, as Edgar put it, you know, with the, is the town changing or did you change? It's a bit of both. Yeah. And this case extreme case which again leading from hot fuzz this theme of escalation because this movie escalates very quickly yeah um the town has changed but our our friends the friends in the movie have changed the friends have um is it gary Right? Gary Gary is G- the gary leader has Simon not, gary has not changed and yes. that's sort of the problem right yes um and i do like the the every once in a while they'll bring up oh where did you find that and he goes what do you mean it was uh, in the tape layer <laughs> I you put this I mean? on tape for you yeah you did yeah this is the tape where did you find it it it's was in the tape layer. in the tape layer. so he is so fixated with the past right and and sort of trying to recapture um, that that happiness that he had mm-hmm. during this one night right right um, and so to do that he has maintained everything from that night basically Mm -hmm. right uh everything is still the same yep uh his car which pretty much just had everything replaced on it yeah uh to his outfit that he wore um his hair his hair (laughs) uh 
Yeah, everything. He didn't. They didn't even try to do the beard. Also, it's just the hair that he did. So even the sideburns are uh, are a different color than his hair because he obviously dyed it. You know, well, black. and well, and even the younger version of Gary, he dyed it because his eyebrows are lighter too. But but maybe. Because I, I don't think they ever say if he did, but I guess, you know, it is implied that he dyes his hair because yeah. you can see it on Simon. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, he, Gary is so, he can't let go of the past. No. And that's another, this movie has many, I would, I would, well, I would say this is one of the first lessons the movie kind of teaches is it's okay to let go of the past. Yeah. Like, yes, it's might be a little scary, but it's okay to let go. Uh, but Gary, he doesn't want to let go. I would have said that the central theme of this film is AA doesn't work. Because <laughs> at the very beginning, we get the voiceover from Simon Pegg, and then we get the um, you know the flashbacks, right? Right. And he's telling this story at AA. <laughs> at AA. It's, it's, like the, uh, <laughs> it's like the scene in Blades of Glory where, where Will Ferrell is at a sex education meeting, or a sex... Uh, sex addiction meeting and he's getting everyone riled up with his stories yeah yeah. that's pretty much what this is pretty much because then you know he he still drinks so i don't know why he's you know it they never explain why he's there Uh, yeah well i mean well i think that's spoiler alert Uh uh-oh because you know as we see with his his bandages he tried to kill himself yeah so i think it was mandated he had to attend Mm, that makes sense yeah, but he's not doing it right. No. <laughs> My man is like, I'm just going to the meeting so I can get the fuck out of here. And Andy, right? Uh, 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 Nick Frost. Nick Frost's character is actually sober. Is, is does Yes. That, well, uh, for a while. <laughs> for good, I would say 30 minutes of the film. He's yeah. sober. He's, he's sobs. Um, which, you know, which, which is great because this is the first time that Simon and Nick have flipped the script. Yeah. Where now Nick Frost is the the more responsible of the two. I mean, even in Shaun of the Dead, yes, Shaun was lazy, but he was more responsible than Ed. Um, but now Nick is in the, the responsible part. As yeah. we're now Simon is, he's the fuck up. He's the yeah least responsible. Um, and Nick Frost is great. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, he's fantastic. Also, my man is also covered in tattoos now. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, he's he. I would love to see Nick in more of that um, the straight man role. You know. Yeah. Well, I you know I didn't like the movie that much, um, but in fighting with my family, uh, uh, he was good in that. Um, wasn't that Florence Pugh? Yeah, Florence Pugh. Uh, I hate her last name. She probably does too. You know, maybe it sounds better in the accent, but. Um, but yeah, Florence Pugh's in that, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, other people. Well, and I meant to mention this last week, it's funny you mentioned it because it triggered it, because uh, Stephen Merchant directed that. Stephen Merchant is in Hot Fuzz. Yeah. He's uh, Mr. Uh, Staker, Mr. P.I. Staker. Yes. Piss Staker. Piss Staker. Uh, yeah, I love Stephen Merchant. Um, shout out to our Jojo Rabbit episode. So, also, uh, a little bit of a shout out for, we. I guess we can go with casting. Um, yep. They got another James Bond in yes. this one. They got Pierce Brosnan in this How, one. How now? They even say in the special features, they have no idea how they got him. Yeah, because I mean, not that Pierce is uh, you know a busy man, or you know has this sort of you know status of only doing very serious roles, or and, you know critically acclaimed films, or you know like like stuff Mrs. Like that. Doubtfire. Exactly. <laughs> so like we don't. <laughs> So it's not like it's just you're surprised to see him, right? You're surprised. But it's almost it was like with Timothy Dalton. You're surprised to see Timothy Dalton essentially slumming it with these comedians, right? But in fact, if you think about it long enough for more than five seconds, you're like, oh. But it makes total sense. No one is slumming anything because, yeah. like, if anything, you know, they're like, I guess we'll give this part to Pierce a Preston. former James Bond, right? Right. Uh, which, of course, you know, it's kind of funny. I had the thought when he comes on screen for the first time, I was like, you know, it's so crazy. Because now he's about to be in a DC movie. Is he? Uh, he's going to be in Black Adam as Dr. Fate. 
which that would be pretty wild to see. I mean, I'm, I'm out. I don't know if I'll say it, but... Um, it's got the... It's got, it's got the... So it almost wishes that, like, I wish that either, like, Roger Moore or, you know, like, George Lazenby or, or like, uh, Sean Connery would have been in Shaun of the Dead just to make yeah. it all, like, everyone had yeah. a James Bond in it, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, that, that would have been cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, Pierce Brosnan is, is awesome. He plays the, the cool teacher that, you know... Is he the teacher or the principal? They don't really say. I don't remember. I would assume probably a teacher. teacher. Yeah. I would assume a teacher because, you know, when in the flashbacks he's smoking with Gary. Uh, which also proves how, you know, in the UK they are way more relaxed on things. Which we're going to talk about, like, the rating, too. Because I yeah. want to mention that. But, you know, he's just having a cigarette with Gary. You know, a student. <laughs> well, to be fair. To be fair. Um, for our... Uh, letter Kenny fans out there uh, like Midland High where we went to school uh-huh. uh, the library used to be the uh, smoking area because uh, it was outside oh yeah uh, and that's where students and teachers would smoke outside so huh yeah well so, see because I'm I mean, a lame lame I don't smoke anymore I didn't smoke in high school yeah anymore <laughs> <laughs> I don't either it's kind of a bummer you know like I like to, to quote John Mulaney I don't look like I used to do anything so it's <laughs> very good. Uh, John Mulaney's back on coke. Anyway, so um, so it was cool to to get another James Bond. I thought yeah. that was neat. If if only it had been in all three, I was you know especially yeah especially in this one where the former James Bond is not really a villain per se. Which no. we'll, we'll talk about the motivations of uh, I guess our villains, the network. Yeah, here in a second. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think Pierce has really good uh, comedic timing. I think he, yeah. I think he should be in more comedies. Uh, not saying that he's not a great actor. He's a great actor, but I think he should be in more comedies. But anyway, and you know, and there's a lot of other familiar faces uh, yes, in this one from from the past two movies. Yeah. Um, oh, and I finally got that guy's name. Uh, who plays Filch because he's back in this one. Oh, yes, he is. David Bradley. David Bradley. Uh, oh, that's a more simple name that I was not <laughs> expecting. Uh, and he, you can understand him in this movie. Yes, he is not a uh, mumbling... Uh, Farmhand. Uh, yeah, yeah, countryman. With uh, an army of guns <laughs> to supply a, a small revolution. And I liked him in this one. He was a little more goofy in this one. Um, like the opposite of Filch. Yeah, because you know? <laughs> he's sort of like, I don't know, just do what they say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... Which I like. So, um, Martin Freeman yes. is back. Um, one, one Martin Freeman. In uh, a more substantial role. And we get a little bit, sorry, a little bit of one of the Andes um, when he oh. is, when he's walking through the house, right? Yeah. And I just love the, it's a little overpriced. Right? Well, how much is it? <laughs> well, he'll knock some off for you. How much is it? 1.2 million. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's so much money. Uh... But it's also to establish how successful his friends have become. Yes, right? as were Gary. Yes, yeah, so let, let, let's talk about the friend group. All right, cool. So Gary King, Simon Pegg, is our, our, as they call him, their fearless leader. And he has a failure to launch, as it, yes. as it were. Shout out to Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Ah! Nice! And Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> Um, anyway. Terry Bradshaw. Keep going. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> yes. So in our flashbacks, we learned that on the last day of school, that was supposed to be the beginning of Gary's life. And he just sort of plateaued. And he got stuck, as we've been talking about, stuck in this perpetual state of wanting to hold on to the past. Didn't, you know, uh, as I mentioned the spoiler, he at some point in his life, I guess, tried to kill himself. Ends up in uh, what I would assume is a psychiatric hospital having to do AA. It doesn't work, as Jeremy mentioned. Or maybe it's just a therapy session, but uh, I that, just assumed it that. was AA. I mean, I mean, because everyone else looks like they're on something there. Yeah, so. they do. Because uh, we have Bloody Mary in, in, in his therapy session. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so Gary, who, when we're being told this flashback, is very charismatic and very is a fearless leader... And then you see him now, and he's just kind of... A dud, yeah. yeah. And then we move on to... Um, I guess we'll just move on to Nick Frost, Andy. Who, in the friend group, Gary and Andy were closer than everyone else. 
but a unfortunate accident uh, kind of soiled their friendship, and now Andy has become a very, very successful corporate lawyer um, who doesn't have a door. He has a wind door. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then we get uh, Martin Freeman, O-Man, Oliver, uh, who has become a very successful realtor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Steven, another uh, one of the Andes from Hot Fuzz. I don't remember that actor's name. That's okay, I don't know. Um, he, I guess, started his own architecture firm and then has become kind of like a private uh, art. I guess people now just hire him to help design buildings, things like that. Be an architect. Yeah. And then we have uh, Peter, um, who is kind of the, when they were kids, he was more of like the punching bag of the group. But they only hung out with him because he was rich. A lot of you might remember him from Deadpool 2. Uh, he ran the orphanage. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Love that guy. Um, and he plays a great, like subdued. Yeah. Beaten down man in this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, it's the neck. He doesn't have one. So it's yeah. like, he's, you know, um, yes. Uh, but yeah. And so that's the friend group. Um, so everyone else has moved on with their lives, but Gary just won't. And so what propels our movie forward is in our flashback, we learned that when they graduated high school, they decided to go on a pub crawl in their hometown. <clears throat> Primary school? Go ahead. Whatever. I'm, I mean, they were only probably 16, and they were, mom, our men were, were slinging back pints. It comes in pints? Pints. Uh, like it was nothing. So there's <laughs> Lord of the Rings reference. Uh, so there's 12 pubs in their hometown. And it's called the Golden Mile, and so they're going to hit everyone. I, I'm not going to lie. A part of me has always wanted to do a pub crawl, but then I'm like... I'd get alcohol poisoning. Uh, so. Our buddy Alex has. Uh, he did a, he did one with Emily a while back, and it was like Harry Potter themed. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I probably would have stopped after like the third drink. For sure. But anyway, uh, so in our flashback, they don't finish the Golden Mile. Uh, but it was a, they still had fun. They still had a great night. So Gary decides to, we're going to go back to our hometown, and this time we're going to finish it. Because as we're going to learn, this is all Gary has. Yeah. And he feels he needs to complete this for his life to be whole. In order to move on. Yes. Right? Because he has this very arbitrary thing holding him back, Mm -hmm. uh, he feels that he can't, or he's using it as an excuse not to move forward in life. Right. Unless he finishes this, I have to finish this. So he lies, uh, (laughs) yeah, lies to everyone to get them to agree to come home with him. And uh, and this begins our (laughs) descent which is funny, our descent into escalation. Yeah. Because they descend home and then it just, as it goes on, all hell breaks. Yeah, loose. things are weird. Um, no one's remembering them. Right. And, you know, you sort of feel like it's because they moved on too, right? Right. They're not going to fixate on... The, this group of kids from 1990. Yeah, like it was so long ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it would have been 23 years at that point. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, of course they're not going to remember that, right? But then they start running into people more and more that should recognize them. Right. And that's weird. Like Peter's old uh, high- Bu- bully. bully. Yeah. Who, you know, you know, Peter gives this very haunting monologue about how, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was kind of bullied a little bit in high school, but not to this extent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, and the bully just looks right through him and that cuts Peter to the bone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so then once uh, once Gary goes to the restroom and, you know, uh, starts talking to this kid about the Golden Mile and how they used to be, you know, whatever, they get into an altercation, a Barney, if you will, uh-huh. um, because Barney rhymes with trouble. Barney Rubble rhymes with trouble. And, you uh-huh. know, it's, it's British Cockney slang, uh, which is rhyming slang. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's impossible to... It's like a roadmap to get to what they mean most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it, when he says, I had a Bonnie with someone in the... You know. We had a Bonnie with two blanks in the beer garden. <laughs> so so uh, he gets into an altercation. 
uh, with this uh, this kid, and the kid turns out to be a robot. Uh, of wait, sorts. Yeah, wait, wait, they're not robots. But they're robots. They're robots. So they're basically robots. <laughs> right, they're not slaves. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, actually, robot is an old Czech word. <laughs> Robotnik, <laughs> that means slave. Anyway. Y- yes, so let's just put a pin right here. Yes, throughout the movie, once they realize, oh, the, ro- the town has been taken over by robots, they are constantly corrected. <laughs> they're not robots. They're not robots. Robots mean slaves. They're not slaves. Um... But they're essentially robots. They're robots, and uh, they're replacing um, people. Not everybody. Not ev- yes, because they do run into a couple people that are still human. That are still people. Um, David Bradley is one of them. Uh, which this is before the reveal. Yeah. They just think, oh, he doesn't remember us either. Yeah. Um, and then the Reverend Green, uh, where Gary used to drive bugs uh, by drugs, drugs off of. I love their. They're subtle. Have you got any drugs? Have you got any drugs? <laughs> I don't do that anymore, Gary. Great actor also. I love that. Yeah, he, he's also in Shaun of the Dead. He, he's a zombie. Oh, okay. uh, it's a blink and you'll miss him. Ah, I see. But uh, but yeah, yeah, he's a great actor. Um, great episode of Black Mirror uh, called White Bear Season 2. Anyway, don't matter. So, uh, so they're robots, right? And Which is, you know, going from zero to 60 in, in you know, pretty quick succession. Yeah. Um, and then they have this gigantic fight in the bathroom with all Which, the- uh, you know, as we've been talking about throughout this series, is each movie, Edgar flexes some kind of filmmaking technique each time. Well, in this one, learning from Scott Pilgrim how to choreograph a fight scene, because the fight scene is just perfectly choreographed. Yeah, and, fight scene's pretty great. And the camera is, you know, we're getting the camera on everyone. We're seeing what's going on. And that's because of what uh, Edgar had learned doing Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I see. But, um, but yeah, this great fight scene where uh, poor Steven gets his head uh, pushed on the pee that's on the floor. <laughs> um, and then Gary learns what WTF means. Yeah. Oh, right. Because uh, throughout the film, Martin Freeman, uh, who I guess has decided he's not going to curse anymore, just says WTF. And Gary finally, uh, at his wits end, is like, what the fuck does WTF mean? And Pete just happens to be like, what the fuck? Oh, right, right, right. Uh, that part made me laugh pretty <laughs> Yeah, you texted me. And yeah, I was like, I oh, okay, good. He, he just <laughs> barely got there. <laughs> He's watching the movie. Yeah, uh, and uh, that's pretty funny. So uh, we forgot to mention Rosamund Pike yes. is also in the movie. She plays Oliver's... Uh, sister. I think younger sister. Uh Yes, because she calls Oliver older brother. Yes, uh, yes, and she is. I love her. She's a. She's such a great actress. Apparently, Edgar Wright had her meet with one of his ex girlfriends just mm-hmm. to, because he thought like this ex girlfriend would provide you with enough enough inspiration to know what I want how Sam to be played, and he was like, she didn't tell me what they talked about, but. Uh, yeah, this is you know. So he's like, I'm really worried about what they talked about. <laughs> That's funny. But, you know, Sam is kind of the... She's kind of the... Uh, I guess I would say guiding light of the group. She's trying to get everyone to understand, like, we need to leave. But as uh, Nick Frost so eloquently puts it, um, Gary thinks that we should continue to do the Golden Mile because they know what we're doing. But they don't know that we know, and no one else has a better idea. So fuck it. Uh, because at this point, Andy has started to drink, um, and so he's just kind of given up too. Yeah, yeah. And, which I mean, it's a decent, uh, it's a decent idea because they've told everybody, or well, Gary, Gary has told everybody that they're doing this thing, and so um, I, I think if they hadn't had. I think if, if if the scene in the bathroom hadn't escalated the way it did, they probably would have been able to finish the Golden Mile and get the fuck out without yeah, yeah. without what happens in the movie. Right. But then, right, right, right. as we've learned from pitch meeting, uh, but then the movie wouldn't have happened. Right. The movie needs to happen, so... Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so it starts just to escalate and escalate. Um, now, I'm going to let you talk about the fence 
uh, right. the, the fence because um, <laughs> if I'm being brutally honest with you, and this is a safe space. I was drinking and I missed it. So you missed it. Go okay. Ahead. <laughs> so as uh, as we mentioned in the past two episodes, uh, each movie has a scene with a garden fence. Um, in Shaun of the Dead, Shaun tries to hop over and the fence, uh, the panel of the fence falls over. In Hot Fuzz, um, Nicholas Angel does a bunch of somersaults over each one and yeah. then Nick Frost barrels through them. Well, in this movie, after having a dope action sequence in uh, the pub called the Beehive, um, Gary puts Sam in her car and tells her to leave that he'll 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 take care of the boys. Uh, you need to get out of town before this gets any worse. Which I don't know how could it gotten any worse <laughs> any than worse. what it had just yeah. been. And so he's trying to shake the uh, we'll call them what they call them in the movie the blanks. Yeah. Um, he's trying to shake them and he sees a garden fence and he starts to climb over it and it's a much higher garden fence than the other two movies. And he jumps on it, and the entire fence just falls over. <laughs> like, the entire... Not just the I panel. Must have, I must have just, like, blinked and missed her. Because he's, like... Because he, he jumps up, and he grabs it, and it starts to fall. And he's like, oh, no! And then, <laughs> smack. That's funny. And like I said, each movie, it just escalates. Yeah. Uh, and that's what makes it fresh each time, because even that scene is still... Yeah. Hysterical. He does a little bitty one. There's, like, a little bitty fence, like, in front of one of the pubs um, that he hops over and then falls over. Yeah. Right? And I was like, was that it? Nah, <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, you would have known. Yeah, you, yeah. you must have missed it. Yeah, because yeah, it's it. yeah, it's great. Um, I was writing something down, but yeah, the uh, yeah. So so let, let's circle back to when they're in the beehive. This is what we kind of learn a little bit of the network's motivations, why they are replacing everyone, and it's something very similar to the the motivations of the neighborhood watch in. A hot fuzz, I think. It's just they're trying to create a nicer place to live. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, with, with which, which, of course, we get more exposition towards the end of the movie. Yeah, way later. Yeah. But, you know, Pierce Brosnan is explaining how they're not here to, you know, control us. They're not here to uh, conquer us. They're here just to help us. They see potential in the human race, and they're just here to help. Um, and then this is when we learn that Oliver has been replaced. Because he has his uh, birthmark. Back. He has his birthmark. And this is how they come up with the term blank, because no wear and tear. Uh, because Oliver had a birthmark, which he had laser surgery off, and this one had it. And I love how uh, Andy's the only one who figured that out. Yeah. Because if you notice... Everyone starts to get a little sold on the idea. They're like, oh, well, okay, if they're not here to hurt us, then, you know, maybe maybe it's not a bad idea. And then Andy just wrecks Oliver's face. Yeah. And then that's what kind of snaps them out of it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, because the network isn't, Edgar says they don't want them to, they didn't want them to be villains because they're not doing this maliciously they they think they are genuinely helping yeah trying to help the human race uh become more civil mm -hmm. as we learned uh, at the end of the movie that the fewer replaced people they have to replace the better they're doing the better they're doing um and the main people they replace are people in political powers that way their ideologies kind of spread naturally Mm -hmm. uh, but unfortunately for our heroes, their entire hometown has been replaced. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and uh, further adding to, has the town changed or have we changed? Right. Um, but, but then you think, okay, then we get to a part in the movie where we think, okay, our heroes are finally going to just bail. They're finally just going to get the hell out and go home. Mm -hmm. um, but Gary has decided that I'm not going home until I finish the Golden Mile. Right. <laughs> and he is so determined that he literally abandons Andy and Steve. Because poor Peter also gets uh, replaced. Yeah. He abandons Peter and, uh, Peter and Andy to 
or Stephen, sorry, Stephen and Andy to continue the Golden Mile, which you're like, why are you doing that? And then you learn uh, when he finally makes it to the world's the end. World's end. <laughs> That's the name of the That's movie. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> it's also a double meaning. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Uh, that, as we said, that this this is all he has. This is all he feels like he needs to to make him whole. Right. And which, of course, is silly on the surface, but to him, it's super important. Right. Right. So. Yeah, because you would think it would be more important. Uh, for one's safety, just to not be replaced by yeah. a robot. Yeah. Um, How bad could it be? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the uh, res- the the replicants are mulched and then, you know, recycled into the earth. Yeah. As fertilizer. So that's what they're doing to humans. Because uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the... Um, I'm trying to think of another example because I don't want to mention this example and have you mad at me okay. in our season finale, but this is the only example I can think of. Well, all right. There's a Doctor Who episode. Oh, my God. Where far in the future, these the, this company creates these glass uh, uh, bodies, essentially, and they upload your conscience. Like, they, they pluck you from the day you're supposed to die, and they upload your conscience... Um, into this glass body because memory is memory is what makes you you right and that's kind of like what they're doing here because the the blanks have certain memories from the person they replace selective selective memory yeah if someone else was saying that me no I would have remembered no I would have remembered that uh, but but it, but not at the same time, you know. Like it's not them; it just has their memory, you know. It's right. Anyway, right. um, I forgot the point I was trying to. Make oh my god, that's right. Anyway, so uh, he's he's determined to finish the mile. They get yes. to the world's end, and then this is where everything culminates. Um, like a horde of these blanks show up, mm-hmm. um, and is trying to convince them. The, the, what they're doing is right. What they're doing is, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, this comes into another lesson that Edgar wanted to do is, so the network wants to alleviate all human flaws and errors and things like that. That's why, you know, they call them blanks. Um, and Edgar says, well, but don't our flaws make us human? Yeah. Um, so if you take that away, what are we? And uh, Gary makes a really strong argument of uh, who the fuck are you to come down here and tell us that we're fuck ups? Yeah. Um, and they have a great argument with the uh, I'm assuming the leader of the network is just Bill Nye's disembodied voice, right? Um, and uh, and I and I love that uh, that Gary the whole time is retorting back to him like haven't you loved how technology has advanced in the last 20 years no no <laughs> because my man still has a nokia that's right um and then you know andy gets involved uh and then steve shows up which we, of course we thought steve died but mm-hmm. steve shows up um which if you think about it in our flashback they pretty much again with Shaun of the dead they tell us how the movie's gonna go yeah um, when they start the Golden Mile when they were kids, they everything was fine, and then the first one out of commission is O-Man, Oliver, which is what happens. Oliver is the first one to get replaced. Yep. And then they go to what they call the Smokehouse, which is where they meet up after uh, Gary puts Sam in a car. And then they lose Peter. And then the last three of them, uh, Steve, Andy, and... Gary are the last three standing, yep. essentially. And so that's pretty much how the movie plays out. That's right. Uh, and yeah, and so they convinced the network, hey, you bit off a little bit more than you could chew with the earth. You can leave now. And they do. Uh, but at a dire consequence. Yeah. Um, when the network, uh, I guess, left earth and switched off their machine, it... Uh, sent out like an EMP pulse and ruined all of the technology. Um, 
Sorry, I thought I heard vibrating. I, I thought I did too. But so, which is interesting because it turns this science fiction film into a post-apocalyptic film for like the last five minutes. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes, because now everyone is, because uh, now Andy is giving us a uh, narration about how, you know, uh, it kind of sent us back to the dark ages. Um, the blanks woke up. And some people have been accepting of the blanks. Other people have not been. Other people blame them. Um, very kind of Mad Max. Yeah, it is kind of Mad Max. And know. I like the... I don't know what it is with, you know... Uh, obviously, I'm a little more sensitive to this. People with glasses and post-apocalyptic movies uh, always seem to break them. Yeah. Um, and so his are two different glasses <laughs> taped together. And and uh, I take very much offense to that because I've had these frames for years and years and years. I, I just switch out the the lenses and uh, they're fine, you know? Like, nah. not everyone with glasses will break them in a post-apocalyptic scenario. Well, you, you know who you could thank for that? Burgess Meredith in The Twilight Zone. That's true. That's true. He had all the time. He had all the time. There was time now. Uh, I apologize if everyone can hear that. Uh, I guess there's someone outside uh, agitating my dog. It's your stupid dog. Um, but anyway, so yes, now the world has reverted. Um, oh, and did you catch the Cornetto in this I movie? I did. I Can I say it's the laziest one? <laughs> yeah, because the whole, the first time I'd ever seen the movie, I was like, all right, where is it? Where is it going to show up? Where is it going to show up? And I was like, oh. oh. It is a little disappointing because, so for this one, it's the mint chocolate chip. Green. Green, because it's the sci-fi. Uh, but it's just a... Uh, a wrapper. A, a yeah. wrapper that Andy sees and is like, <gasps> because uh, early in the film, he talks about how he and his wife tried to go organic problem is i like eating shit and then now with how the world has become now they have to go organic and he says that there's a uh, very little processed foods i actually miss and then the rapper hits and he's like oh, uh, and yeah. then it blows away it was the laziest one i i was i was also looking for it um but the more shocking is how now that the world has reverted is how gary is handling it which is he is now sober, or it's implied that he is sober, and he <laughs> linked up with the younger versions of his friends. The blanks. The blanks of his friends. And I guess they're, they don't tell us what they're doing. They're just on a quest. Yeah. And so he ironically doesn't have to grow up. Right? Yeah. It's the, you know, you think that this, this film is going to after the events of the film have taken place, he's going to get his act together. He's going to grow up. He's going to, you know, start being a contributing member of society. And it turns out, no, he doesn't have to be. <laughs> he doesn't have to because society has crumbled. So he doesn't <laughs> have right. to be. And he gets to be with the friends he remembers being the most happy with. Right. right. Yes. The, the film doesn't necessarily have a very cathartic ending. The, the most you're proud of is that, like I said, it is implied that now Gary is sober. Because when they walk into the bar of the Rising Sun, uh, oh my God, <laughs> he asks for five waters, uh, which you why know, the blanks need water, I don't know. I well, I guess I assume that they probably have internal organs too. Maybe I don't Ew. know because they were eating and drinking throughout. I the guess that's true. Yeah. I don't know. That's thinking too much into it. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and that's he, the movie. And that's the movie. Um, it's 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 funny the the writing this time is so honed in the the jokes are great especially with um when he recruits Oliver he's like I'm here to tell you that Gary's back on the horse and you know to the person who's known him the longest is like oh no he's doing drugs again and yeah. he's like you're back on the horse like what do you mean he's like I'm back on the bicycle and he's like what's bicycle short for or what's bike short for? Bicycle. Bicycle. I'm confused. Don't be. And it's it's just this really great back and forth. And it's, it's I think, taking a break for Edgar to do uh, um, Scott Pilgrim really helped his writing. Because I believe he wrote Scott Pilgrim also. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie. Uh, it's good. I think you'd like it. No. It's got, so. it's got a bunch of... I don't think again. I would. It's got Chris Evans right before he did Captain America. Yeah. And he's a total douchebag. Yeah, I knew that. 
Uh, and it's got Brie Larson in it. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead also, <sighs> right? And, you know... Bro, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Karen Culkin. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie. Thank God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, th- I feel like doing that gave him some time to really hone in on the jokes for him and Simon. Especially considering that this film was written, I think, before they did Shaun of the Dead. Oh, that's interesting. Originally, it was called Crawl. Mainly just about friends doing a pub crawl. Yeah. And then Edgar luckily sat on it. And then I guess as they got older, they're like, you know what? What if like, what if like a bunch of guys experiencing a midlife crisis went back to their hometown, but the hometown was taken over by aliens? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that they decided to, to sit on it. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's so funny. Like I would say between the, between the three, this one, even though I do think it's the more serious, it does have more jokes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like with uh, Gary's whole thing about King Arthur, he would have a mead. Because, like, uh, like, he's like, do you think he walked up to the bar? He's like, hello, could I have water, please? Well, no, Gary, there wasn't running water in Arthurian times. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it, it's... I... I really think the jokes are just on point for this movie. For this one? Compared to the other two movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> so, Jeremy, answer my question now. Now, finally seeing all three, okay. which one is your favorite? Shaun of the Dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I had a, I, I had a suspicion you were still going to say Yeah, Shaun of the Dead, Dead is still now my least favorite would be Hot Fuzz. Okay. So, it would be Shaun of the Dead, this one. Yeah, and then, and then Hot, Hot Fuzz. Fuzz. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you credit on that one oh, because, geez, because, uh, well, because a lot of people felt like Hot Fuzz wasn't as good as Shaun of the Dead, but then this one kind of. And you were right about the the sort of the aesthetic and the style and sort of the the tricks he would do in Shaun of the Dead and in Hot Fuzz. He really doesn't do this time. Yes. Right. There's a few hip hop montages, but that's about it. Yeah. Um... You know, yeah, there, yeah. Edgar really tones down his own style, which I love. I love it when a director can pinpoint, like, yeah, that's my style. I'm gonna do something a little different. I'm gonna, I'm gonna trip you up. Yeah. The most Edgar Wright we get is once they kind of realize everything that's going on, and they have them. And we were talking about it off mic. They have them walking in sync to uh, the Doors Soul Kitchen. Yeah. To that organ, the do do, and they're just. Like, all on edge, just trying to look normal. Well, it's Alabama whiskey, but that's fine. Oh. It's not a big deal. Oh, no, yes, it's Alabama. My bad. Yeah. Soul Kitchen is something else. My bad. Yeah. No, it's still their song, but it's... Yeah, a, I know. No, it's, yeah. Might even be the same album. It is the same album. Okay. Yeah. Their the debut. Doors. It's their debut album. Yeah, self album debut. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, I would say, probably one of the most Edgar Wright scenes of the whole movie. I agree. And then, you know, then it sort it doesn't really get that way again right it's sort of the yeah, I think that whole sequence of, of Alabama whiskey playing is very Edgar right like when they go to the pub and they order beers and they all chug them and they're like drinking beers <laughs> pubs shall we and they all bump into each other <laughs> um, which I don't know if you watch the special features but no. I think they did train I, I think certain scenes they did legitimately down those beers I think in that scene it was CGI oh because I think they needed to finish them very quickly, but there's a there's a see uh, a part in the special features where Eddie Marston, uh, Peter, and uh, I don't remember the actor who plays Stephen, are actually drinking. I think it's apple juice, but they're chugging out of a pint. Yeah. And yeah, they're like going ham. Going at it. Yeah, man. I, I did watch the gag reel. That's what I watched. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, Okay, so I just want to talk about it briefly because we did kind of talk about it a little bit off mic. Is the rating? Uh, yeah. Because I feel like I mentioned it during Shaun of the Dead, or maybe just I was talking you about did. you. You off. talked about it during Shaun of the Dead. Um, is this film was allowed uh, five uses of the word cunt? Whoa. Getting some phone calls on that one. Oh yeah, but um, it's it's because in um, in the UK. I'm not going to say it again, uh, but that word is very serious. Like it, it's it's worse than fuck uh, to them. That's that's worse than fuck, and so they had to write a letter to the BCCA, which is kind of like our MPA, 
which are run by monsters. Yep. Um, just asking, like, you know, we want to use this in the film. How many times can we say it? To maintain, which I guess would be their PG-13, a 15 certificate. And uh, according to Simon Pegg that they wrote, they wrote them back a very great letter about, hey, you know, well, if it's being used as a derogatory term, you can only say it once. But if it's being lighthearted, which from what you, I think they sent them a copy of the script to, mm-hmm. you know, this seems like this movie is very lighthearted. You can say it five times and maintain that 15 certificate. Yeah. And they were like, perfect. We're going to take that. And use all five. And they do. Uh, if you, I have done it and they have used all five. But if you do sit and you count every time they say it, yes, it, it's exactly five times. The last time they say it is when uh, they tell the network that they can fuck mm. off back to Legoland. Um, <laughs> because they look like Legos. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it would rip off the head. There's that little stub there. Yeah. That's fine. So, yeah, just like a Ken doll uh, or a G.I. Joe, if, if you pop the head off, they have the little 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 nubby nub that holds the plastic in place which is so funny yeah i i i genuinely love that the first time i saw it i was like oh yeah they're like little action figures yeah human-sized action figures that's right that uh bleed that are filled with blue stuff blue stuff i i love that that's how they keep saying it like they're filled with blue stuff because uh, we have blood on our hands it's more like ink we have ink on our hands uh which it is it is like ink ink yeah uh but but yeah, man. So, so I guess now it's time to kind of wrap up the entire trilogy. Yeah. Um, you know, Simon says it in the special features of this film is that you know, Shaun of the Dead was meant to not meant to be a parody. They just genuinely wanted to make a zombie movie that with, had with com- comedy. With yeah. comedy, Hot Fuzz was never meant to be a parody of action films. They just I, they love action films and. How none of them are from America. They had to make it in the UK, and in order to make it properly, they had to add comedy to it. And the same with this one is it's a sci-fi film with comedy. Yeah, I think you know once you get past Hot Fuzz, it's almost like, hey, we can do a third one. Let's do this one, mm-hmm. you know, and because we could thread them together. You know, right, right. It's you know after the second one, then it becomes on purpose. I yeah. think, right? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that it's you know because because I don't think they really had a plan to do a trilogy until after Hot Fuzz, and they're like, yeah. why don't we just do a third one and make this a trilogy? You know, um, and have Cornetto ice cream in every single movie. Because I think I want to say when they did Hot Fuzz, they just kind of meant it as like a wink like yeah because in Shaun of the Dead it's very blatantly obvious that Ed is eating the Cornetto ice cream because Shaun asks him right do anything from the shop Cornetto (laughs) which apparently is a reference to Edgar Wright when he was uh, when he was younger and had flatmates when they would have be hung over they would eat Cornetto ice cream that's fine Um, but so I think in Hot Fuzz it was meant to be more of a wink like hey like to all the fans out there who saw Shaun of the Dead. Remember Shaun of the Dead. Remember Shaun of the Dead. And then it was like, okay, well now, it's... well now we got to do a third one, and we have to include Cornetto. Right. Um, which I think is why it was the more lazy. I think I think they they're like, well, we have to find some way to. I mean, you could argue that it's because you know it's the downfall of society that you know. It, True. I would have put it somewhere else, maybe, but I think the fact that he had put it at the very end and very briefly. And it's just a rapper. Right. I mean, yeah. it, there's, I mean, I'm sure there's something to that. But, you know, for me, you know, I, I would consider it using it for, I guess I would have used it in a more substantial way, I guess. Or had someone eat it. You know? Oh, yeah. Especially because in Shaun of the Dead and in Hot Fuzz, we see them eat the, the Cornetto. Yeah. You know. But, um, but yeah, you know, and I, I love the trilogy. Uh, that's why I wanted to save it. Um, oh. I've, I just remembered an oops I forgot just real <laughs> quick uh, also the whole the other thing of uh, the I guess lesson of the world's end is <laughs> the term of starbucking starbucking which is uh, you know, making everything a chain because the first two pubs they go to look exactly the same yeah which is also uh, implying that something else is going Something's on up. Yeah. 
Um, and so what I was telling you off mic is uh, if this wasn't, if we hadn't done this, chosen this as the series, this episode would have been called Quit Starbucking Us. Yeah. But uh, but now it, it's this. We, we had I couldn't just pick out like oh we're gonna talk about the worlds and we had to talk about Sean and Hot Fuzz as well. Um. So out of out of the three end of season series I've chosen, mm-hmm. this being right, let's say eighties month. Uh, yeah, three. Um, which one have you liked so far? Eighties <sighs> month, the Mel Brooksathon, or. I guess Mel Brooks better because I, 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 I love Mel Brooks so yeah. much, and and you know with eighties month as we've stated before, at least I have that it was just so difficult to yeah uh, to talk about these things you know in a very short amount of time and you know in succession going back and forth like that yeah especially because um, you know in season one we had no idea what the hell we were doing no it just you know this was sort of the you know if you want to say you know it was our Shaun of the Dead because it was you know we had set a precedent that we didn't know we would later yeah. replicate, right? Yes, that's this is true. Because here we are, five seasons in, uh, and because I think that was uh, your idea. Uh, yeah. To each season, we were going to end it with a series. Yeah. But rather than having a broad topic, we were going to kind of hone in because with season two, we had... Keeping it with a theme, but making sure each episode was one movie. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So season two, we had stage to screen, which you I may do again. You raise the bar, um, and then I did our Mel Brooksathon in season three, and then our uh, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, De Niro and Pesci. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in season four, and now uh, I guess. Well, I was gonna say our Edgar Wright, but this actually has a name: the Cornetto trilogy. Right. Who knows? I may start saving my end of series for movies that are three parts. Three or four parts, yeah. Because, I, I mean, um, I might do another stage to screen if I, you know, like a like a part two or whatever. Yeah. If, I, if I want to do other adaptations. Redu- of, uh, Redux. Yeah, Redux. Because, you know, we I, we didn't do Killer Joe. We didn't do August Osage County, you know. Which we, I, that, a, I a really bunch want to see that do. one, too. No, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch we could do. But, no. yeah. So, Jeremy, are you ready to uh, wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? I am. Wrap up, wrap up, wrap up, season five. Yeah, man. I Well, I'm glad you liked it. I, yeah, I, I did. I, I was a little know, worried. I was like, man, what if he doesn't like there's, it? There's, you know, well, I watched them again. I'll watch Shaun of the Dead again. Well, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I may not watch Hot Fuzz again. That's fine. And you Walton? Know. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe. It, I, it depends. But I've only seen, I, I think out of the most of the three, I've seen Shaun of the Dead the most. Right. I think uh, the world's sense. end. I've seen the second most, and Hot Fuzz. I mean, I do enjoy Hot Fuzz, yeah, but yeah. I think I think Hot Fuzz. I've seen the least. Well, you're stuck with all three because they're all in a in a pack for you. Yeah. Me, they're all individual, so I can just toss them if I wanted to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Got to get that on that 4K though. No, I don't. I don't uh, no, I'm going to. Uh, That's what I'm I saying. Got, I'm you know, to. this is some stupid collector bullshit. I um so sorry, but I have the Shaun of the Dead on a Mondo Steelbook. And that one's pretty cool. It's got that's the slip cool. cover on it and stuff, so that's dope. The other two were just the generic um, Universal releases oh, yeah. on Blu-ray, so I, I'll just ditch those probably. Yeah. Um, but I gotta keep Shaun of the Dead regardless, just because you know later it's probably going to be very expensive to oh for sure replace it if I oh. ever wanted to get it again. Oh, a hundred percent. So that will probably retain its value, but, uh, but yeah. and that's just stupid collector bullshit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'm glad you like. But that. I'm yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad we did it. I'm a huge Simon Pegg fan, and I'm a big uh, Edgar Wright fan. So, um, yeah, it was dope to to do a deep dive on these. Yeah. But I'm excited for our next episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, our so, bonus. Yeah. So, uh, in case anyone didn't miss uh, missed it on our No Country for Old Men episode, we are going to be doing a bonus episode this season. Um, we usually save bonus episodes for specific reasons, uh, and I'm really excited to talk about this one. Um I'm not going to give you any teasers for it because uh, well, I already did. We, <laughs> we already did in our No Country for Old Men. So, yeah, so go listen to that again. Um, and then circle back. My friends have said that's one of the best ones we've done so far. Yeah, yeah. It's that our one, No and, Country for Old Men. And we were under the gun uh, because we really had to get that episode out. Yeah. And I had to really get that episode out. So Pretty yeah. quickly. So um, yeah, people really like that one. So if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. People really like that one. Uh, you know, 
check it out on wherever you get your podcast. It's also on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, we hope you guys enjoyed uh, season five. We also hope you enjoyed our Blood and Ice Cream trilogy. Um, look out for the bonus episode. That'll probably be out next week. And uh, we will see you guys in season six.